Welcome to Season 3 of Busting Addiction and Its Myths, sponsored by Safe House Rehab Thailand, where we offer a modern approach to recovery, breaking with tradition by introducing new technologies that help disrupt the cycle of addiction. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com and click on the video, or contact us at info at safehouserehab.com and we'll tell you about our $1,000 airfare allowance and referral rewards program. My name is Bruno J, and here's why I created this podcast. Our research has shown that despite the opioid epidemic and the worldwide panic over the ravages of addiction, we didn't see that treatment centers were doing anything different to break the cycle more effectively and improve the odds of long-term success. So we have set out to do things differently and to let all those who love an addict or alcoholic know more about the advances in treatment that we represent. Here's what we're doing differently. We have designed our diagnostics and detox to isolate and treat opioid and multi-addiction, example, alcohol plus opioids plus speed, more effectively given that these are the new challenges of addiction in the 21st century. We integrate leading-edge technology into the recovering process, thereby disrupting the disorder, speeding the recovery of brain health, Clients come to treatment with damaged brains. This is a given. We pay attention to the importance of dopamine and other ingredients vital to brain health recovery. Traditional rehabs don't provide anywhere near the tools and close guidance that clients truly need to help keep them clean and sober for life. We do it right. First, we advise our clients to go into our sober living facility to serve as a transition to normal life and we absolutely outperform traditional rehabs when it comes to providing a structure for long-term recovery. So if you love an addict or alcoholic and you feel like your loved one is sucking the oxygen out of your life, is stealing your money, stealing your peace of mind and your sanity, this podcast is for you. If you're feeling rage and shame and, and he or she is living rent-free in your head 24-7, this podcast is for you. I hope to have you gain a better understanding of the nature of addictive disorder and the invisible effect it has on your psyche. It's my fervent hope you also gain a little more compassion for your loved one and for yourself in spite of this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. To paraphrase an author in this space, we struggle because we love. Hi, Bruno J. here, and this is uh, Season 3, Episode 8, which we'll call A Trip into Inner Space. And you'll understand why we call that in, the, in a moment. So, it's when we make the turn away from focusing on the addict to taking care of yourself that the healing can start. So, that's, this, is about, this is what we mean by inner space. Only then. Mothers feel understandably guilty that they are turning attention toward themselves, away from their addict, and feel, therefore, as if they are abandoning their son. This is a really difficult time for mom, but it's crucial. She might grasp the intellectual truth that there's nothing in her power to change her boy, but it is a heartbreaking emotional effort to shift the focus of her efforts nonetheless. She is faced with smashing a cherished illusion and the need to begin to accept a totally foreign idea to her at that point, that the answers are within her, for herself, and for no one else. We come now to the need for mom to look at her own space. This is her inner space. And as a corollary, there is her outer space. So let's just, for a few minutes, talk about the outer space. 
The concept of outer space is, in the context of recovery is what exists outside of ourselves and how we relate to the reality around us. One way this shows up in a healthy way is that we see the boundaries of others and we clearly express that we expect others to respect our own. I like to think of this concept as swimming in your own lane. We are in the same pool and we do not cross the lanes of others and expect others not to cross over and violate our own. Most people in an addictive relationship, moms and dads, moms and dads, wives, husbands, are so used to crossing boundaries in the attempt to control the addicts using <laughs> that they don't even recognize that they're doing it and do not understand that their behavior is fundamentally unhealthy and built on a faulty premise. That is, that nothing we try to do to change our addict's behavior will have any long-term effect on his short-term, on his using short-term, short of an intervention. So the faulty premise is that we actually can do something, and the real reality is that we can't do anything, really. That's a hard one to accept. Things that exist and happen outside of us, outer space, our beloved addictness behavior, our family and social relationships, our jobs, are directly affected by our own internal dynamics, but what I call our inner space. They directly affect our inner space, the space in our heads. This is where we need to look. One of the first things one notices about family members in addictive, unhealthy situations, such as living with an addict or alcoholic, is how much head noise they endure day in and day out. The addict lives in mom's head rent-free 24-7. The best she can do to free herself is to get completely immersed in something other than her obsession. Often her job offers a distraction from her anxieties, or she may decide to start drinking just to numb her feelings. Now, this is not uncommon. It's not an uncommon way to escape reality for a mother who is suffering from her obsession. Becoming a workaholic or an alcoholic are both common ways to avoid what's happening in mom's outer space. We see it all the time. So what is she to do? One life-changing moment that I experienced when I consulted a psychiatrist friend over my reactions to my own daughter's crazy addiction to cocaine in a city a thousand miles away, happened to be Austin, Texas, is the answer to a question I asked of him at the end of the hour. I asked him, John, how am I doing with this? What's next? His answer has guided me. It rang a bell and has guided me to this very day. Bruno, you're doing okay. Your Al-Anon train is showing up and that you are not flying down there to find and rescue her. And you're at least going to work and getting in your fitness and your sleep. But you are certainly obsessed with your kid otherwise and miserable much of the time. I answered, yes, you're seeing things clearly, but now what? And this is what he said has stuck with me to this day. Bruno, do not let your daughter's disease steal your money or your peace of mind. Hmm. Bruno, do not let your daughter's disease steal your money or your peace of mind. I, it, that changed my thinking from that moment on. The voice of a trusted friend and authority was what I needed to change my attitude from taking things personally to taking the right actions in order to protect my money and, and save my sanity. That gave me the permission I needed to travel to Texas and confront my daughter so that I could liberate myself, or better yet, have my high, higher power liberate me from the effects of the disease, the worst effects of the disease. So that's what I said to her. No more rent, no more car, no more spending money. You're on your own. Now, this kid is 24 years old at this point. You're on your own. Go get help, but either way, I won't pay another dime enabling your habit. You're a big girl, get a job. Stop pretending you're going to school and needing money for this or that. And that was hard. That was really, really hard. It turned out that she checked herself into a rehab about three weeks later. I 
think I had her hit her personal bottom sooner than she might have otherwise had I continued to finance her personal adventures. So I was very lucky. And there was a free, almost free, county-funded rehab center in uh, Travis County, Texas, that she checked herself into. So I was fortunate not having to pay for any of this. So that was the beginning in taking my mind off my kid to let my higher power take care of her and to start taking much better care of myself. I got honest with myself and started to address my own resentments, my fears, my personal assets and shortcomings, and started believing that I had a joyful future in front of me. I I attended Al-Anon meetings, and I still do. I was in a position after a few years to be of service to others who were in the same boat that I had been in. I took up the practice of daily meditation, which helped me immensely to quiet the head noise and bring calm to my inner space so that I could have an unobstructed view of the space outside. Outer space no longer represented a threat. Best of all, I am now able to be fully present for whatever happens. I can give you my undivided attention, honoring the moments that we spend together, instead of judging you or labeling you in some unfair way. I believe in my heart today that we are all God's children, and you can accept my love or not, and that's really up to you. So this is what we learned today. Putting the focus on the inner space of the family members so that she can liberate herself from the 24-7 obsession with her addict is really a major and first step in healing. Two, the family will begin to understand that smashing a cherished delusion and accepting a foreign idea, that the answers to their suffering are within each of them as individuals, for themselves and for no one else. That is absolutely critical. Three, The concept of victory and surrender is a profound shift in thinking that needs to be reinforced every day. You've got to surrender your old ideas, and then you will have victory over this disease, at least on a daily basis. The other concept, too, is as I think about this, is that there's liberation and discipline, because ultimately, uh, in order for us to heal, we're going to have to adopt a certain discipline to our life and have a daily ritual which will help us keep, keep us uh, sane, sane and, and, uh, and at peace. Finally, this awakening, and I call it an awakening, will shine a light on the path to healing and to a joyful life that every family deserves. I mean, ultimately, the light's got to go on. You can't imagine yourself being in darkness all the time. So the question is, you know, what do you need to do to have the light turn on? We hope we've provided you some answers to that today. Thank you for tuning in today. It's my fervent hope we've given you new insight and new hope that will lighten your burden. For our hearts go out to all who suffer the effects of addictive disorder. Please give us your feedback at info at safehouserehab.com. By all means, ask us any question you like, and we'll answer on air if you will. And if you want to leave us your first name and city, we'll recognize you too, of course. This podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com where we take a modern approach to recovery, something all families of those who suffer deserve. Tune in next week for more.